Well, good morning, and welcome to Faith Walk Podcast with William Carroll. I'm your host, and uh, on this podcast, we talk about how God has moved in my life and the life of others around me with signs, wonders, miracles um, happening. And uh, the, I really want people to understand that what God's done for me, he can do for you if you get him out of the box that we put him in. Religion puts God in a box. Relationship releases him to be God. So uh, only, I wanted to talk about, um, God reminded me of when my son was uh, little, he got a very common sickness, a whooping cough, which is usually a three-day virus, and um, he went longer than three days. Now, I had the pastor come over. We prayed for him. He was still just really bad, and I mean, it just got worse and worse, so about six days or so, uh, we took him over to Shreveport Hospital, and he was sucking so hard. He's about two years old, maybe, maybe a little younger, and when he would go to breathe, he would he would suck in so hard that his chest would indent, and his you could see his bones, and you could see a, a right below, below his ribs, you could see an indentation, and you know he couldn't breathe, he couldn't get his breath. So we um, we took him, and and uh, they were giving him breathing treatments, and uh, every time they came in to the respiratory therapist to give him breathing treatments, they would. They would hold him in their lap, and he would just scream and holler and just, I mean, get all upset, and he couldn't breathe anyway, and they said, oh, this is good. This is good. He's he's um, he's breathing in the medicine that we want him to breathe in, so um, it's all right that he screams and hollering. Well, it wasn't all right with Dad. I said, nope, it's not all right. I said, why don't you just let him sit in my lap and let me keep him calm and let him breathe in like he needs to breathe in. So they said yes, and they got over there, and they they uh, they let me give him the breathing treatment. It was just a nebulizer breathing treatment, and we give him breathing treatments oh every couple hours or so. I don't really remember, and and you know he really didn't seem to get, be getting any better. So after about two days, they told us they said, look, th- this is a is a is whooping cough. That's all it is. He will be fine. There's nothing more that we can do for him here. You can either stay here or you can go home. I said, let's go home. So uh, uh, me and my wife, we gathered him up. We took him home, and um, we were there at the house. And, boy, I mean, he was still pretty bad. And I called uh, Brother Jerry. I said, Brother Jerry, come on over and pray for him. So he came over, and we prayed for him. And now the last night, the last night got really, really bad. Uh, he was in the, uh, I went to put him in bed. I put him in bed and he, oh, he just couldn't breathe. It was so, it was so heart-wrenching to me. And I was sitting there in his room and as I was in his room, and, and you know, at that time we had a trailer house and the rooms, uh, the ceiling wasn't very tall and it was a small room and it just felt like it was when I went in there that night because he he I could hear him and every time he'd take a breath I could hear his lung it, it popping through his mouth you know pop and that was uh they said that was his diaphragm popping and um, so I went in there and I was just you know I was just praying I was praying to God Lord touch him touch him in his body Lord thank you Lord that you you just 
put your hand upon him and touch him and give him relief, you know. Heal him. You are, you are the healer the same yesterday, today, and forever. Well, while I was standing there and I was standing over his bed and I had my hand on him and I was praying for him and it seemed like darkness. It seemed like that little room was so dark. Now, I had no lights on, so normally it's dark, but you know, it had a white ceiling. It had uh, white walls and and it, usually it's pretty light in there. It wasn't always really dark. The light from the nightlight would come in through the window. But I mean, there was a darkness, a dark, dark presence. And it seemed like the ceiling and the walls was closing in on me. And uh, I picked him up and I had him in my arms and I was praying for him. And then I felt this dark presence as it was coming up from my feet up to about my knees. And it, to me, it felt like death. To me, it felt like death. That's all I can tell you. I said, man, you know, uh, it, it's kind of like the death angel coming after someone you love, you know. And uh, when the Spirit of God comes on, on me, it comes on from the top of my head. I can feel it just from the top of my head. I can feel it coming down on me. And it's, it's joyous. It's rejoicing. Sometimes it makes you want to shout, sometimes sing, sometimes run. But this was darkness. And all I can tell you was fear. It was fear, and it felt like death. And in my mind, I said, hmm, death is trying to come and take my son. So um, have you ever been praying and it seems like you're in a, a, a dark kettle with a lid on it and it's just kind of, it, it just kind of just going in the lid, you know, will never release the pressure and you're going, Lord, I'm, you know, I'm not getting through. I'm not getting through to you, God. Lord, I, you know, I'm praying, I'm praying. And I was praying. Listen, I was praying for him and it, it, this presence just got stronger and stronger and the fear just began coming up on me. You know, and I had him in my arms, and I'm not going to let, I'm going to not let the spirit of death get my son, okay? And so I'm sitting there, and I go, and all of a sudden, it just came to me, praise him, praise him. So I just started praising him. I started singing praises unto God. I started singing praises that are made up. I started singing songs. I started singing the Psalms. I just started Man, I started praising, and as I praised him, I could feel this presence just going back down, going into the, you know, getting off of my feet, and then the presence was still in the room, but it felt like the presence lifted up and was, you know, at the ceiling. Yeah, I know you think I'm crazy, but I'm going to tell you, if you've ever been there, you'll know I'm telling you the truth. You see, the devil is real. He is real and he's coming. He's the thief. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He was coming that night to steal the life of my baby, to destroy my life, and I wasn't going to let him. So I started just worshiping and praising him. And then when I'd stop and I'd lay him down, I could feel this presence in the room just getting darker and darker. And, it, and I couldn't, you know, it's like I couldn't even see the light from the window outside. And, and again, I would feel the presence coming up. I'd snatch him up out of that bed and I'd have him in my arms and I could feel the presence coming on me. Now, I knew it wasn't attacking me, but I knew what it was coming after. This presence was coming after, after my son. You know, the devil is real. 
He revolted against God. He's not God. He's not equal to God. He was created by God. He was an angel, but he convinced one-third of the angels of heaven to revolt against God. All right, and God kicked him out of heaven. Well, where do you think he landed? I, I believe he's landed right here, and I can I, I show you in the Bible sometime. I don't have time today. But listen, I was, I, I was just uh, uh, praising him. I mean, I would sing Amazing Grace. I would sing uh, Blessed is the Lord. I would sing... I sing every every song, every worship song, and and it was I was singing it from my heart, you know. And everybody else in the house was uh, asleep. Well, it was at that time. It was it's just my wife. My daughter wasn't born yet, and um and so I just I was just worshiping and praising him. And every time I'd worship him and praise him, that spirit would just it would it would go away. The the spirit around us would go away and it would go back. It was like it was receding back through the roof. It's what it felt like, you know? And every time I stopped and I thought, well, this is good, and I laid him down, I could feel the presence coming back and I could feel it coming. And uh, I'd pick up my son and I would hold him in my arms and I would just start worshiping. Now look, during that time I tried praying. Every time I'd start praying and praying, you know? And it just seemed like my prayers was in one of those kettles with well, a pressure release kettle you know you could hear it going but it just wasn't getting nowhere you know and I know that God heard my prayers but listen Psalm 22 verse 3 Psalm 22 verse 3 and I want to go there right quick and I want to show you what was going on Psalm uh, 22 verse 3 Psalm 22, verse 3, 22, 3 says, But you art holy, and you that inhabited the praises of Israel. Well, you know, when we were grafted in to the the children of Israel through our faith in Christ, um, uh, that scripture there says what it means is God inhabits the praise of his people. God inhabits the praises of his people. So see, it is like a it's like a nuclear warhead going off. You know, when you start begin to pray, if you're praying and you're praying and you can't get a breakthrough, and you're going, oh Lord, you know, I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm having a hard time. I can't. It doesn't seem like I'm getting a breakthrough. Well, quit praying and start praising, because it's 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 fatal. It's fatal to the enemy. It's fatal. It destroys their plans. It destroys their strategies. It destroys their attack against you. Yeah, we are in a battle. The war has been won, but Satan wants to convince us that, that for one, he wants to convince us he's not real. Well, you know, we know he's real. I know he's real. Jesus knew he is real. He tempted Jesus in the in the desert when Jesus went into the wilderness, and that, that was in... Um, Let's see, that was in Matthew uh, chapter 4. And Jesus said, get thee, get thee away from me, Satan, or get thee behind me, Satan, some versions say, you know, when he was tempted. And listen, listen, Jesus uh, called him. He said he was a liar and the father of all lies. If the devil says you're going to die, tell him he's a liar. He's a liar. He's a liar. If he says you're going to look, you know, that... Uh, Whatever he tries to tell you, go and find the word that backs up 
what God says is going to happen to you. You know, the devil is a liar. He's the father of all lies. That's what Jesus called him. He's also called in Matthew 4 and 3 the tempter because he tempted, the tempter came and tempted Jesus in the wilderness. Who's that? That's Satan. And um, he's called the serpent in Genesis. He's, and in Revelation, he's called the dragon, the old serpent. You know, and that's uh, Revelation 20, 20, uh, 20 uh, verse 2. And uh, so, God, so Jesus knew, Jesus knew that Satan was real. You know, one of his greatest lies is that he tries to tell us he's not real, that the devil's not alive, he don't have demons, he don't, it, we're not in a spiritual warfare. We are in a spiritual warfare that we cannot see, and we need to learn our enemy. See, he's had many, many years to perfect his lies in our hearts and in our minds. And see, it's our minds that Satan can attack. He plants a thought in your mind. You take it as your own. You take it to heart and you start acting on it. And that's how he gets you. You know, he has no power to make you do something. If you're a born again child of God, you have authority over him. What is your authority over him? It's the blood of Jesus. Man, you can plead the blood of Jesus. You know, now that night I didn't plead the blood of Jesus. It didn't come to my mind. I was a young Christian, you know. You can use the name of Jesus. You know, you can say, get thee behind me, Satan. But in my mind, all I was worried about was my baby. I knew that there was a presence coming, and there was a presence that wanted to take my son's life. You know, now the world says it's just whooping cough. It's just a three-day virus, but it had lasted over seven days, and it wasn't getting any better. But I just kept praying, and I kept praising God, and I kept worshiping him and singing. And like I said, every time I sang, every time I gave God the glory, I, I mean the presence would just back up because God inhabits the praises of his people. That means God's presence is there. When you praise him, God is there, you know? And um, I, I, I tell you, let me, let me turn over right quick as... As we're going, I want to I want to share Micah right quick. Micah chapter three. Let's go to that right quick and and see if I can find that before um, so I don't have a lot of dead space in here. But I hope this is talking to your heart. You know, I hope this is really getting to you and you're starting to see that you know religion puts God in a box. Relationship takes him out. Relationship. I have a relationship with God. All right, and here it is. Here it says that. Um, Oh, let me see here. Dad, give me, I'm having to skim through here. Uh, wow. Uh, let's see. Um, hallelujah, Jesus, come on. Come on, show me where this is. Show me where this is, Lord. Oh, my goodness. I know it's here. Uh, I just looked it up the other day. Okay, so I'm not going to be able to share that one because I don't want to spend a whole lot of time looking for it. Um and uh, uh, let's see here. Maybe I can search it right quick. Ah, no, I can't. I can't. I can't find it. Okay, so I'm going to go on because uh, I, I want to keep a roll on this thing and I want to keep it going. I don't want to cause a lot of dead space. Um, and, and I want you to... Uh, I don't want to lose my saint, my my my, my thought. I don't want to. 
I don't want to lose my thought of where we're going. Okay, so uh, it it is it is in Ze- it's in Zephaniah chapter three. I'm sorry, it's in it's in Zephaniah chapter three, and um, and this is what it says: The Lord God is with you; He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with His love, and He will rejoice over you with singing. The God God rejoices over us with singing. So, man, in my mind, when I begin to praise God and he begins to inhabit my praise, God starts singing. And listen, when God sings, he sings bass. And when he sings bass, he, he, he rattles the foundation of earth and the foundations of the world. And listen, when you begin to worship him and praise him and start singing unto him like I did that night, he began singing too, and darkness and evil could not stand. It could not stay. Now listen, it took me a little while. I mean, I was in there for hours, I, you know, and I went to bed early in the morning, but I wasn't going to leave as long as I put him down, and when I put him down, I could feel that presence still there trying to sneak up. You know, he was he, he, he's a liar and a thief, and he tries to sneak up on us, and he tries to sneak up on the ones that we love, and he, and he tries to kill, steal, and destroy, you know? Um, I want to go right over here to, because I spoke about it a lot, so I'm going to go to John chapter 10, verse 10, and it says, the thief, listen, he was, kind, he was coming to steal, he was coming to steal my baby's life. You know, you can't convince me he wasn't, because it was so real, it was so real that night. And the thief comes not but to steal, to kill, and destroy. I come that they might have life, and they might have it more abundantly. For I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. All right? John 10.10 10, and John 10.11 and John 10.12. Well, 10.12, it goes on, but, but I'm going to stop right there. So John 10.10 10 says that the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But he comes that he can give us life and that more abundantly. More abundantly. More, life is pretty good most of the time, but he wants us to have more abundant life. We can have an abundant life through Jesus Christ. See, we got to learn the tactics of the devil. we got to learn the strategies of the devil because he has some. You know, the devil can't be everywhere and every place at every time, but he had a third of the angels that fell with him, and I don't know how many that is. He has a kingdom. See, God said, how can Satan be against Satan? Because a house divided cannot stand. Jesus understands that Satan, when you say Satan, you're speaking to the kingdom that he has and, and those that are under authority underneath him. So when you call it Satan, the devil's attacking me, you know, the devil can't be everywhere. He can only be one place at one time. He's, he, he's not God, but, but he does have a kingdom of uh, demons, which used to be angels, which have fallen upon the earth to, to do his bidding. So when we say Satan, we're speaking to the head. We're speaking the head of the problem. You know, we bind you. Jesus cast out many demons. He cast out devils. He tell them to hold their peace because they know who Jesus was. They knew who he was. 
you know? And uh, listen, the devils know who you are if you're a child of God. But you know, you got to learn to work in the power and the authority of the anointing of God on your life. You got to quit saying that, well, there's really no devil. It's not good and evil. I mean, there's good and evil, but I don't believe there's a devil. Well, listen, the devils believe. I don't believe there's a hell. Well, the devils believe because they're going to be cast there one day, you know? And, and, you, and, and, the, and, and God didn't create hell for his children. So what in the hell do you want to go there for? Why do you want to live like hell to get to the big party in hell? Because there isn't going to be one. It's going to be total darkness. It's going to be fire. It's going to be gnashing of teeth. There's going to be no light. The fire is going to burn with an in, in, a fire, but there's going to be no light. It's going to be total darkness and gnashing. You know, and you ain't going to be able to see them party girls when you get there. Because even if you did see them, you wouldn't want to see them. All right? So listen, God loves you. I love you. I hope this encourages you. I hope you, if you have a, a, a problem like this that starts, you know, start praising God. Start singing him. See if God doesn't inhabit the praises of his people. If you don't know Jesus, I'm going to tell you right now, you need to ask him into your heart. Uh, Romans 10 and 9 says, if you believe with your heart and you confess with your mouth, you shall be saved. You know, and, and we, we want you to be saved. We want you to be grafted into the children of Israel. We want you to be saved in heaven so that we can see each other. We're going to have a great family be there. And all the family that you know that went on before, you will see them again. And there's no sickness, no, no sin, and there's no tear in heaven. Now, until next time, I just want to say I love you. I hope this is encouraging to you. I hope you're getting something out of it. If you are, share it. Share it with those that you know because you never know. Even if it's not, uh, you say, well, I like listening, but, uh, you know, it don't. It, it's kind of over my head or I don't really, you know, believe to all the things that you say. That's okay. Get in the Word and find out. Get in the Word and find out. I want to stir your heart up. Not to believe what I say, your pastor say, or anybody else say. I want to stir your heart up that you get in there and you dig into the word and you learn the word. You learn to walk the word. You learn to be a, a man and a woman of God. Because, see, that's how the word was spread throughout all the time. They didn't have a Bible. We have a Bible and we won't even look at it. We won't even open it up. We want somebody to, to spoon feed us like a baby. Well, it's time for the Christian church to grow up. It's time for us to start walking and talking like men and women of God and, and putting the devil to flee. You know, a lot of people say new level, new devil. I say new level, new devil to defeat. And that's what I plan on doing because, see, God's got my front guard and my rear guard. God goes before me. His banner goes before me, you know. And how can I win? How can I, how can I not win with God on my side? Amen. Well, listen, I hope this encourages you. I hope it lifts you up because I'm on fire today. I'm on fire. I want to be on fire every day because the, the devil stole three and a half years from me, sitting in a, a rocking chair, not being able to do anything, not being able to, to remember scripture or, or, or play the guitar, play worship, sing worship. It, the devil stole that from me. And he's going to pay me back sevenfold. That's 24 and a half years he has to pay back for the three and a half years that he stole from me. Amen? Amen. Until next time, God loves you and I, so do I.